This is Robert Harper with Virginia Farm Bureau's Grain Division. Today is Friday, June the 16th, 2023, and I'm glad to bring you another edition of the Merchandiser Minute with hopes that you've had a great and productive week so far, a lot going on on the farm like usual, and it's neat to hear and see a lot of y'all get in the wheat field this week and get some encouragement as you saw good yields and good quality coming in here to start the Virginia wheat harvest. What an exciting week this week on the Chicago Futures Board. We started off the week with excitement on Sunday night when the board opened with continued weather reports for dryness. We know what a weather market can do and we know we're in a pure North American weather market right now as it relates to corn and soybean futures. And we know that the wheat futures contract in Chicago really has been following along with the corn and soybeans on the upside trends this week. So let's start off by taking a look at how the futures closed out this week in Chicago for some more encouragement for you, the producer. July corn up 36 cents a bushel this week to close at 6.40. December corn up 67 cents a bushel this week to close at 5.97. Big difference in how those futures contracts are moving with fundamentals being different between the old crop and the new crop. Again, December corn, it gapped higher on the open Sunday night, up 67 cents for the week at 5.97. We take a look at your soybean futures, July beans up 80 cents this week. Amazing moves higher at 1466 at the close today in Chicago, but your Novi bean, your new crop contract for November, up a beautiful dollar and 38 cent a bushel from last Friday's close to this one to close at 1342 on the board. So again, July beans closing out at 1466 up 80, and November beans closing at 1342 up a dollar and 38. Moving over to the wheat market, we know coming into the week, we've known this for weeks and weeks and months and months, the speculator in Chicago is net short. We know that something could happen, a headline, whatever influence that could cause those speculators to want to get out of those short positions by buying that futures contract back. They did that this week. July wheat up 58 cent a bushel for the week to close at 6.88. September wheat up 60 cents a bushel to close at 7.01. And what an encouragement this is. That's the word of the day for you folks that are getting into the field. You've been taking care of this wheat crop since October or early November. And to get the combine in the field and to see a two-day price rally like this is remarkable. So lots of opportunities to sell. Josie and I have been on the phone with you all as much as we can this week as we try to help you manage risk. Sell early, sell often, and sell in small percentages. There's lots of opportunity. If you've got unpriced old crop bushels, this is a real second chance to get some priced. For many of us, we it's hard to forward contract wheat because we don't know what the quality of the wheat is. This is a wonderful opportunity to get some wheat priced as now that this week, next week, and into the following week as you'll get it cut, get it tested, see what the quality of it is, and we can help you market it for flour or for feed, whatever, whatever seems right by what those test results say. We know this week, um, this, this rally has been about how funds move money. We've had some outside influences helping us. Uh, we saw the Federal Open Market Committee this week vote 11 to 1 to keep the benchmark interest rate between 5 and 5 and a quarter percent. That got a pretty big sell-off on the dollar futures index. The dollar was lower. That put strength into, into the commodity markets that we're watching on corn and wheat and beans. We also saw this week crude oil rallying and just influences on the outside that would draw speculator money to the Chicago Futures Board, but really, 
We're really, 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 this is no surprise. For two weeks, folks were talking about how dry it was and why the crop was getting so uh, planted so fast in the 18 production states. For the last three weeks, we've seen the USDA drought monitor map that we get on Thursday's show, increasing drought area. But wow, yesterday, the USDA drought map, such dramatic increases in drought conditions and abnormally dry conditions across the U.S. Uh, and in the production states, the 18 states where the majority of the corn and beans are grown, it just really got the speculator interested. It shows you again uh, how volatile weather markets can be, and it shows you again the power of these funds when they want to move money. Money flow, money flow, money flow. Coming into the week on Monday, we saw the corn crop in the U.S. rated at 61% good to excellent. It was 72% good to excellent last year now remember monday is a holiday the government is closed we won't be getting our normal reports until tuesday also remember part of the volatility yesterday and today to the upside is because the futures market in chicago is closed on sunday night and monday it won't open again until monday night at 8 p.m that puts a lot of anxiety in the speculator an extra day that they don't they can't trade the weather so so we'll see what these good to excellent ratings look like on Tuesday, but U.S. corn 61% good to excellent. Corn in Virginia was also rated 61% good to excellent. We look at the beans, 59% good to excellent for the U.S. bean crop a year ago. This week it was at 70%, so that's price supportive when that excellent rating is lower. Virginia bean crop was rated coming into this week at 73% good to excellent. Now back to that drought monitor map, our broker did some math and looking at it, it showed 57% of the nation's corn crop is under drought stress. Well, a year ago, it was 17%. That's a big deal and a big jump from last week. And 51% of the nation's soybean crop is under drought stress. And this will blow you away. A year ago, the bean crop was only 9% under drought stress according to the USDA drought monitor map. So you can see how the big rally that came yesterday, the 50 cent in November beans, and then again, the 50 cent a bushel in November beans today is coming off of how much of the crop is in a drought stressed area. Now, some of the folks that I listen to in, in the upper Midwest um, have told me that the 181 and a half uh, expected yield uh, by the USDA for this year's corn crop bushels per acre 181.5 bushels per acre expected average is not possible anymore and when you hear analyst or agronomist or a combination of both saying something like that you know that the speculator is going to buy futures they're going to put risk premium in if we think the crop is getting smaller we know that the yield potential of over 50 bushels that the USDA has for soybeans is still possible because it's so early yet in the growing season for beans. We think about barley getting harvested uh, coming into the week, 42% harvested in Virginia coming into the week, 17% harvested on wheat. Y'all got a lot done and some of y'all are, are thankful to get rained out today. Uh, I know you're not thankful for that on your wheat crop, but you're thankful for it on your corn and your soybean crop. We'll get back at it again when things dry out. Topsoil in Virginia, the government has us at 58% adequate to surplus for soil moisture. We're gonna be watching that in the coming weeks as we know how dry it's gotten for some of you all. Topsoil moisture in Virginia coming into the week, 58%. 
adequate to surplus. So lots of information there. Now pulling off our most recent weather model, one of the things again that's fueling the volatility a long holiday weekend, we can't trade the weather on Sunday night, but the latest model that we have, you can look at multiple ones. Central and upper Midwest crop areas are looking like no rain for seven to 10 days models show. I'm reading off our subscription service. They've got the areas lacking rain as Eastern Iowa, Southern Wisconsin, all of Illinois, Michigan, Ohio, Southern Indiana, and Northern Kentucky. So if that stays that way, we're gonna see some big upside moves again on Monday night when the board opens if the weather forecast stays dry or we'll see the opposite. Remember, this two-day rally that we're in is supply-driven. It's all focused around lack of weather and this crop in North America getting smaller. We don't have demand supporting this rally, so we, we have to know and believe that when it starts raining, the speculators are going to pull some of this money out of the Chicago board and the board will go down. This is going to be a weird weather market. Every year it's a weird weather market. For North American weather, June, July, and August, we go through the same thing in January and February for South American weather. But watch out. you got to stick to your written plan because it's going to get emotional to see a whipsaw-type action with big moves up and big moves down based on the weather. We've got a great opportunity here on those new crop futures to book book beans and book corn for new crop. Let Josie and I talk to you on the phone about that. We don't want to add risk to what you're doing. We don't want to get oversold, but we want to make sure we've sold enough and we've got a great second chance here on November beans and December corn. Uh, we know also you need to be watching the story about Bungie and Viterra, that merger. We think about the big four grain companies, ADM, Bungie, Cargill, and Louis-Dreyfus. This merger between Bungie and Viterra is going to make a behemoth that maybe this company is going to be close to the size of an ADM or a Cargill. So keep, keep watching it. Um, I think I want to mention one thing here in closing. Last week, we got the WASD report. Ending stocks, the government showed us the 2022-23 crop year 145 billion bushels for corn. When you look out to this crop year, 23-24, they've got us at a big 2.2 billion. When you look at ending stocks for last year on beans, 230 million. Ending stocks for this year coming in at 350 million. So again, those are negative to price action. We're in a weather market. We've gotten the weather helping us. We got the NOPA crush numbers for May. 177 million bushels of beans crushed in the U.S. Great demand for beans domestically. That was 6 million bushels above the same months last year. We saw a big draw in ethanol stocks this week, which was great for blender demand to see that type of draw. That's really, really good. Export sales were as expected. They were pretty decent for old crop and very little there for new crop. So give Josie or I a call. You've got all these influences. Let us help you with your marketing. Safety wishes to you in the wheat field. And this is Robert and Virginia Farm Bureau's Grain Division.